is the Bristol and Bath Lifting Club, part one of Backtrack. What's this about? Backtrack. We're backtracking on something? Are you going to do a public announcement and apologise for all the stuff you said about yoga Karens and such? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> so what is Backtrack? What's this idea of this episode name? So today, guys, we're going to talk about things that we have done wrong in the past, and if we can go back in time, in a time machine, what we would change. Have you ever cheated on anyone? I haven't. I'm a man of moral value. What is the worst thing you've ever done that you wish you could go back and change? My training routine, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 14, 15 years down the line. What are we at now? Five, yeah. 14, 14 so, years? Quick math, quick math. No, it's it's got to be about that. 14, 15 no, years. No, no, it's longer. It's 18. 18 years? Coming up 18 years of training. Wow. Yeah. You've been training for 18 years. I have. I've been in the gym lifting weights for 18 years now. Wow. I know, it's crazy actually. So, what was the big kind of main stages of your gym and training and stuff like that? Because I'm presuming it wasn't all about oh, I want to be a strongman powerlifter. I'm presuming there are different phases that you went through. Oh, yeah, 100%. So when I first started, I just wanted to look good, naked. Like, like the Baker Boy says. Like That's Baker what the Baker Boy, Boy trains for. I just wanted to get bigger muscles, really. Wanted to change my physique. I was really skinny, which I wish I had some photos. I haven't got many photos back during that time, but I was very, very weedy. Mm. Like, like skin and bone, man. Mm. And I wanted to build some muscle mass. Why? A couple of different reasons. One, because I went to a really shit public school. Right. Which was like borderline dangerous. So I thought, you know, build some muscle. You know, I'd stand a better chance of, you know, not getting beaten up. Or people would leave me alone. Yeah. Just building muscle survival mechanism <laughs> so it has nothing to do with pulling chicks well I wanted that as well I mean what, what, what 15 year old doesn't you know I see all the 15 year olds coming in here yeah. going on the bench press for over an hour putting okay, loads yeah. of weights on that they can't lift looking like a complete idiot and like they're about to kill themselves and still it doesn't quite dawn on them how unattractive that is to <laughs> everyone in the gym not just the teenage girls that are giggling them in the corner for all the wrong reasons yeah exactly I've even tried to help them out so many times with like programming they just ignore me and still go back to their one round maxes no. it's like come on guys but anyway so yeah I just wanted to build some muscle mass essentially Okay, so what did you do to start with to do that? Well, first thing I did was I bought some dumbbells, some adjustable dumbbells from this company called Leaks. Right. Which is this... Leaks Furniture Land. <laughs> yeah, they, they sell furniture, they do kitchens, <laughs> they have a little sports section, <laughs> they, oh my they, they gosh. sell paint. Um, yeah, so I got some dumbbells from Leaks um, and I started pumping those. And I think we spoke about on a previous podcast where I thought the bicep curl trained my whole body. So I thought, if I just keep doing bicep curls, everything will get bigger. Yeah. I was, uh, it's just stupid. But my only sort of insight into that world was bodybuilding.com. Oh, that's still going. That's a massive thing. Yeah. That's, that's what got me into it. I remember there's this teen section where they have like a teen of the week, like this week's teen bodybuilder of the week. And my goal was to be... Teen of the week. A teen of the week. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, but, were, were, were you? Were you ever teen of the week? No, no, I, I never got anywhere near that because one, oh. they were all on drugs, <laughs> and two, I was just too busy doing my bicep curls. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. I think, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? Teen of the week. I just realised that I turned the volume down on the wrong microphone. That might be a bit better. Yours needs to turn it down a little bit. I started when I was really, really, really young. I went to gymnastics school. Some people know that, some people don't know that. It's a proper gymnastics school, so it had like a pit that was full of foam. We do flips rings and, and stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Pummel horse. Damn. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast, but yeah. you have to train from really young. So I trained from about five, six years old. I started going there. And then my parents couldn't afford to keep sending me. So I ended up not going. Um, and then I never really liked any sort of sport or anything like that, apart from I liked going rock climbing, so I did that like on Friday nights with my dad, which was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. We kind of mm. used to do it as a family. Um, and then when I got to about 15, 16, I think similar position as you, I just wanted to look good naked, <laughs> as everyone kind of does. I was really, really, really skinny, borderline anorexic. People... Yeah. My mum in particular was super scared that I was going to die of, like, anorexia and shit. It wasn't that I wanted to starve myself, but I got through, like, a really depressed kind of thing and just stopped eating. I just couldn't eat. It was just one of those things which I just struggled to put food in my mouth. And I would eat, obviously, but it was just, like, really, 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 really difficult. Right. So I, would, I wouldn't eat lunch at school. Mm. I would have breakfast, but it would be just like a chocolate bar or something like that. And then for tea, I'd just like gorge myself. So people always thought that I was eating, but that's because they only ever see me eat at tea time. So I'd have like a massive dinner and dessert, and then that's basically all I survived on. Mm. Which nowadays we call intermittent fasting, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, so I had the opposite issue. I, I couldn't stop eating. But I wouldn't gain any sort of body weight because mm. my metabolism was so high. And also during this time, I was doing loads of martial arts. And I, I think I would I just simply wasn't eating enough mm. to account for that. So I was doing all sorts of different martial arts and I wasn't getting any bigger ready. Um, and what tended to happen is I just thought, well, this is this is just how it's going to be. Yeah, you know, I'll get good at martial arts, but I'll be this sort of skinny, lean guy, have a little bit of muscle, but that's just how far I can take it. Reality was that I just needed to eat a lot more, which I started doing when I got a bit older. Mm. Um, but yeah, things really changed for me when I hired my first lifting coach, who undid years and years of bad technique mm. um, and bad programming too. Um. And I was so far down the bodybuilding rabbit hole at this point is that I remember he, one of the coaches at this gym I was going to wrote me out a very good program. It was a three-day-a-week daily undulating full-body workout. So the intensities and the volumes were changing day-to-day. -day. And I remember looking at it thinking, well, there's only like six exercises. Yeah. Where's my chest flies? Where's my, uh, my side raises? Where's my calf work? And then I modified their program. I put in loads of additional volume and exercises into it because I thought that's what you had to do because that's what bodybuilding.com told me to do. Of course. And I ended up burning out and I couldn't recover in between the sessions, say Monday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Friday, that I was like, oh, this full body stuff is crap. 
and then I went off it and went back to bodybuilding and training splits. Um, and it wasn't crap. I, I've seen the routine since, and it's actually a very solid routine. Mm. And if I would have just stuck with it as it was written, I would have made a ton of progress. But because it was missing all this accessory work, which I thought you needed at the time, um, yeah, I ended up burning out and going off a full body. Well, when I was 15, so I was doing my GCSEs, and my dad thought that it would be a good idea to get some of the gym equipment that we had in the shed, which was there for decades, um, <laughs> and just stop working out together. So we would do it a couple of times a week before tea. Um, Dad's gym, we called it. And there was so much shit in the shed, we couldn't actually do it in the shed. So it was literally <laughs> just outside the shed door. So we did that for a couple of months. I made actual progress. Looking back, we didn't really do a lot of the exercises efficiently. But there's still... He knew a lot more than what most of the people that start here now. And yeah. a lot of the people that you see. We had like a little folded up bench, bench press, barbell, some dumbbells and stuff. It was quite fun. But then I only did it for a couple of months when I got to GCSEs. I couldn't cope with it because I had to put all I could into basically studying and stuff. So, from and then I started work. So as soon as I finished school, my last day of school, the next day I started working. Mm -hmm. So with that, that was like really, 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 really long hours, six days a week. So again, I couldn't keep up with the training. It was only until I retired from working in construction that I was like, actually, I really want to do this for me now mm -hmm. so I kind of moved my life around to a certain extent like the things I'd put off in life and that I really 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 wanted to go for which I thought about going into some sort of gymnastics or something like that but I'm too old for that when you're like late 20s you're too old right. you're never gonna get anywhere with it um you're certainly not gonna win an Olympic gold medal or anything right um so I thought I'd go and do gym training and then I hired a personal trainer and I was like I know I'm gonna invest because I'm serious about it I am gonna invest the time whatever it takes I will move my life around so that I could definitely do, do the gym stuff sort out my eating habits nutrition that kind of thing mm -hmm. and it did help like I had Lee who was my personal trainer for about a year covid wasn't great <laughs> that kind of got in the way a lot so i was doing stuff at home and that but it wasn't exactly necessarily optimal but i learned quite a lot um and i one thing that i wish is i wish that i'd done it sooner there's a lot of regret i have in my 20s for the things that i did with my life most of people tend to think about like they think about when they reached, you know, 18, 19, 20s, that they put a lot of work into, you know, getting somewhere in life instead of just pissing it all away with their friends and stuff. Yeah. I'm the complete fucking opposite. <laughs> I put too much work into trying to get ahead when I was younger, and I regret it. I should have become... Pump. Should have been pumping iron from I should have become a 16-year-old gym bro, yeah. like the kids that come here. That is what I should have done. I think my life would have turned out very, very different if I had, um, which is interesting. So, yeah, and that was very interesting from the perspective that I thought I knew what I was doing. I had a coach. Yeah. It was only really when he left the gym is the reason why we didn't... Um, he didn't train me anymore. He stopped. He went in to do an online personal training right so i was like that doesn't really is not useful for me i wanted to do the program and stuff i just wanted someone there to like socialize with and stuff yeah so for me i just 
kicked it up a gear and thought, because it's me and I tend to throw myself into things, fuck it. I'll just do a personal training qualification. Mm. <laughs> it might be useful for other, you know, uh, work-related things. So I did that, and then I felt like, oh, I might actually be learning something now. And then the more I looked after I did the qualification, the more I realized how crap these qualifications are. Because mm. I did quite a good one where you have to do, you know, lots of um, actual written exams. You have to do in-person exams, and you have to shadow people and do, like, a NVQ-type thing, record... Uh, training people under the supervision of another personal trainer and stuff and it was the conflict of professional advice Mm -hmm. that I latched onto it's like why are all these very big bodybuilders and these strength coaches and then these very famous influencers and stuff with big followings why are they all contradicting themselves and why is there so much lies in the fitness industry that I thought that's what I want to do. I want to try and find out what actually works, which was a slow process. It took me about two years mm. to work out what works. And then, funnily enough, I got a job here eventually after doing online coaching, uh, coaching people online for a while. And then, obviously, I met you not too long after that. And then what was really interesting is all the stuff that, okay, yeah, I did a qualification in it, but all the stuff that I put together myself I then, you know, we started talking and stuff like that, and I found that you were very much on the same lines as me. Mm. It was nice to see someone else that, like, gone through all of this. Difference is it took you 18 years. <laughs> it took me three, three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was in my mid-20s when I was still quite skinny, mm. um, and I was, I was training a lot of martial arts at this point, taking it really seriously. And then it got to a point where I was quite happy with what I had achieved in the martial arts. And something just clicked in me. I just wanted to get stupid strong. Yeah. And I came across a bunch of really strong sort of like natural influencers who were preaching all these different methods and completely different to what I thought I knew. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, this, this they're on to something here. I'm going to try this. So... I pulled away from martial arts a little bit. I started focusing more on strength training um, from like a natural perspective, really trying to push the numbers up, get strong. Um, I started eating more and the methods that they were preaching were working. And then I kind of did like a deep sort of like self-study. I went really into it, started doing lots of self-study, kind of looking at what these elite natural strength coaches were doing and what their athletes were doing. And I started using their methods, increasing my knowledge Obviously, during this time, I did the PT courses as well, which helped a little bit. But mostly, it was just about self-study and um, trial and error, kind of like using my body as the uh, as the lab, really, and just seeing what came out of that. And then, yeah, I started to make a lot of progress, and that's kind of where I got hooked. But yeah, for a long time, in, until I stopped making those mistakes, I was skinny. Um, I was I was really weak, despite my training age. I was following what these bodybuilders were recommending and getting nowhere. Body part split. Yeah, body (laughs) part split. Five-day body part split, sometimes six-day split. Um, Lots of volume, not a dedicated progression scheme. Um, A lot of fluff exercises and also not eating enough. And um, yeah, it it went like that for a very long time until something really clicked in me. But it was that self-study, it was trial and error that really got me over that hump. But I didn't... The way I justified it is I didn't need to be 
overly big for martial arts I needed to be light lean mm. quick you know so for a long time I just I, I still lifted weights but I just gave up on the idea of getting big and strong I just gave up on it for a bit but then yeah something clicked in my mid 20s where I was like actually no this is what I want to do um, and then yeah I just really went from it from there on so it, it took a lot of time simply because I thought I was doing things properly for a long time so between yeah. the ages of 15 and like 24 that's that's a good nine years you know i thought <laughs> that's how you do it if you want to get big and muscular this is what you need to do i was very wrong and then the truth came to me later on um in my mid-20s where i realized that actually this is how i should be doing it and that's when i started making a lot of progress so yeah lots of time wasted there lots of time wasted it was the same for me, but again, I still find it very difficult navigating this fitness industry with regards to there's very smart people out there that I don't know whether, because they must know that what they're talking about is bullshit, <laughs> and yet they still keep keep saying and spouting the bullshit, and they're, they're smart people, and they're people that have been in the fitness industry for a while. The only thing that I can think could possibly be going on is that they're maybe they're not actually coaches mm. in specifically and don't have a huge amount of experience coaching actually other people so instead go by their own uh training yeah which i don't think is necessarily always a good thing because people forget how far they come um and what they what was required now for them to progress is completely different to what may have been required you know 10 years before yep um, there are some people that come up with like these very strange uh, alterations to exercises and stuff like that and they say oh this is the next best thing you know this is so much better than how I used to do it for the last decade and I kind of think well no there is adaptation your body's not used to it you've been training I don't know fucking barbell press or something like that mm. for a long long time and now you've done this very slight variation it doesn't mean that the old way you were doing it was wrong the old way you were doing it, the standard way of doing it. It's probably the best way. Yeah, and instead the te test of time, it got you where you are just because you're changing and you're doing some sort of fucking weird ass. Just got a novel <laughs> stimulus, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it is that. It yeah. is the, the adaptation novel uh, stimulation that is a driving force for a lot of people, but people forget that. Is only when I. Because, like, again, if you do coach people as a personal trainer, you're forever having an influx of brand new people. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you were to maybe only train yourself, you can forget after a while, like, the journey that you've been on. Yep. Um, I agree. I feel like the, the fitness industry, the online fitness industry, is such a mindfuck nowadays. Mm. There's so many people contradicting each other. A lot of the time they contradict themselves and I think they're trying to to be overly complicated on things that don't need to be complicated in mm. order to stay relevant. Um, I feel like if you peel back a lot of the layers of the fitness industry, it does kind of come down to your basic movement patterns and getting stronger at them over time, and which is exactly what the old school bodybuilders did pre-drugs. Um, but yeah, it is a mindfuck. You do get all these new exercises come out of nowhere you get people saying free weights are the best thing ever and now it's machines are the best thing since sliced bread and you know a lot of the time it's it's somewhere in the middle 
I don't really like black and white statements, but it's usually somewhere in the middle. But really, if you look back on like the sort of history of bodybuilding and what they were all doing pre-drugs, what they were doing was was correct. They were working hard, progressively adding weight to their exercises, have a good exercise selection, and just progress over time. And that's what got them results. And yet, somewhere down the line, that's all kind of being misconstrued. And now it's it's how complicated can we make things in order to get more followers or sell programs? Yeah. So, is there anything that springs to mind as to something which, like a big lesson that you've learned that you had to learn the hard way? Ideally, something that maybe like a fitness influencer or, or someone with letters after their name told you to do that you then worked out is complete and utter shit. Yeah, the whole of bodybuilding.com, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I was following bodybuilding.com and looking back on it now, it... I was really just pulled in by the pictures, you know, yeah. what the people look like. I was like, oh, they must know their shit then. But um, that's true. That's natural for you to look at. If yeah. you see someone that looks big, you know they'd have got there some way. Exactly. So the chances are they have the answers to that. Exactly. And it's logical. And actually, it just it just had me chasing my tail for years because it just wasn't working. But I thought that's what you had to do. Mm. Um, I got my first coach at like 21, 22, who helped me with my form. I would I was lifting wrong for so many years, messing up my shoulder and, and hurting my back and whatnot. Um, so yeah, the whole bodybuilding.com <laughs> was uh, kind of kind of crap for me. So if I could go back in time now, I would just tell myself to get a proper strength coach find a good powerlifting or a strongman gym or even just someone who knows their stuff and just go under their wing a little bit instead of trying to do it myself. And also, one thing I regret not doing is is eating more because I was a skinny dude for such a long time. I wasn't eating enough. I should have been eating more. I should have got a coach to show me how to lift. And also, I should have got on a proper program instead of just following a five-day body part bro split I should have got on a proper program, built a strength base, you know, all the sort of things we've spoken about before, build a strength base, have a dedicated progression scheme, actually track my workouts, workout to workout, instead of just going in and hitting chest. Yeah, so <laughs> many problems, so many problems. There's no wonder there was no changes until until I got to like my mid-twenties. I, I just, so much fuckery. I was working hard, but sometimes hard work isn't enough. Um, especially if you're not progressing you can work hard and still get nowhere on the weights which and which is in an issue. life and, and in, life. in life yeah believe me <laughs> so I, I was busting my ass in the gym but i had no progression scheme wasn't eating enough my form was crap um, i wasn't on a program i was working hard but yeah i got nowhere so for me the biggest the biggest Thing that has taken me so long to be able to prove to myself um, that actually is a crock of shit because it's completely contradictory to what most of the science <laughs> seems to say <laughs> unlike people with letters after their name that study sports science and stuff talk about hypertrophy versus strength training and oh god the, no but it is a thing I know the, literally I, I've I've there is there is a very 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 famous there's a number of very famous doctors um, that talk about hypertrophy training ranges rep ranges all that kind of thing and stuff like that and they will talk, show you all of the studies and stuff like that about how 
weekly volume, how greatly important weekly volume and stuff is in terms of for gain in size and all that kind of thing. I have had, I've gone through a journey. So I started off doing three days a week training, right? Three days a week. And it was mainly body part split three days a week, which mm. turned into four days a week, mm. which turned into five days a week, which turned into six days a week, which turned into seven days a week which made me feel like shit, so it turned back down to five days a week, and I remained it five days a week. Did I get a little bit stronger? Yeah, I was always, always, always consistently getting stronger and consistently getting a wee bit bigger, mm. right, over mm. the course of a year or so, which, when you think about it, that was like my first year of lifting, so it should have been a dramatic change, realistically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that big a change. And that was all mainly down to I was told volume. I was told really focusing on my muscle connection. I was told about, you know, specific exercises, making sure that we don't neglect body parts. Don't be training your chest in your front of your delts. Make sure you put your rear delts in. So I was doing face pulls. I was doing all sorts of fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> and I was being backed up. What I was doing was yeah. being backed up by the likes of Dr. Mike Isratel. Yep. It was being backed up by lots and lots of, you know, bodybuilders and professionals and all that sort of thing. And it took me to say, I've given up now. I'm given up. I just want to focus on something different, which was my um, dumbbell snatch. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what I want to do. I'll just progress on that and see how far I can go. That I stripped all of my training down. I looked at the what is actually necessary for a good dumbbell snatch, which is obviously, you know, power, strength. And then I just had the very simplistic program where Mm I got five main exercises, which were the big five exercises, Mm -hmm. and then just threw a couple of extra other ones in to make up for volume for exercising the stuff I liked. And then all of a sudden, there was a massive fucking change. I felt stronger. I got bigger. I was a little bit more happier with, you know, how things were going and stuff like that. But it took me to ignore professional advice to get there. And there are some people yet still that keep going on and on and on about, well, they've made the best gains from doing lots of high-volume hypertrophy work, rep ranges no less than 15 reps, and that kind of thing. And then you've got the camp of other people that say, no, 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 you just need to get really fucking strong. Just get strong, and then you have to grow. Mm. Once your body is used to utilising all of your muscle mass that you've got, you're going to have to put on more. Which... I kind of thought like I'd experiment on clients, mm. which I did experiment on clients, which is one of the reasons why it's great to be a personal trainer because you get to experiment on people without them knowing. And it's true. What worked for me has worked for everyone else as well. And yet I still struggled to get my head around this constant volume, 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 volume. Like the only time that that ever works is when I'm just burn out and I take a month or two to just focus on that which I know the science supports with regards to you know some blocks where you might focus on more hypertrophy work but for me that feels just like a long deload where you're taking some time off working on really low rep stuff uh, sorry high rep stuff low weight stuff to get give your body a chance to recover kind of active recovery and then ramping up the volume to increase the weights and stuff like that so for me I've seen that more as like a recovery thing but that's like the biggest thing that actually really still fucks me off Mm. because I'm still yet finding clients and stuff that come to me and saying look I don't doubt what you're saying Liam because 
everything you're doing and the stuff we're doing in the gym is working but here's this video from a doctor here's mm. this video from this person i'm like i honestly can't tell you why what fucking getting strong <laughs> how that's working i don't know i don't know but anyway no i had I had, a, I had a similar experience <laughs> so i used to do lots of lightweight um lots of high reps body parts split training and um I started growing when I was doing less reps mm. and I was really pushing the weights up again prioritizing those big five barbell movements I was training them with frequency I was doing a moderate amount of volume on them and I was training them with very high intensity and I started to blooming up we're talking like singles doubles triples fives never really going above eight reps and all of a sudden I was ballooning up and everyone online was telling me that oh no you need to do 12 reps and above in order mm, to grow yeah. and here I was growing faster than I've ever grown in my life doing like triples Yeah. so I was like well you know what is the right way to do this the answer is there isn't just one way not really there's there's so many different ways you can do it your own body you yeah. have to you have to prove what works exactly and then carry on until it don't work no more and then you find out what why the fuck isn't this working anymore exactly but i'm in the camp where i don't believe in minimalist training mm. i do believe you should have a variety of different exercises but there's a lot to be said about getting stronger to get bigger because if you increase your performance on a lift the muscle mass will be there at mm. least that's what i found if i took my bench from right that's it for the regular edition of the podcast check out the extended edition of this podcast episode and a bunch of other ones on the lifting club patreon